0: Good morning, friends. It's Oliver Callan here on Friday, the 30th of June, the very last day of June, and a very hot month it was. May July be everything you dreamed of. Welcome to the show this morning. 51551 is our text, and from the north of Ireland, you can text Studio and then your message to. Eight zero eight eight nine because uh, it's a big big weekend for for Northerners and all GA. And by the way, thank you all for your messages all week and the lovely reactions. Uh, to our guests you've you've kept us going and given great encouragement to the team working here through everything so thanks very much and let's stay optimistic as it is Friday as I say all the papers today covering the huge GAA weekend that's in store the eight counties Dara O'Shea uh, the other day in the Irish Times he said you know suddenly the the football championship is going to feel like Glastonbury with all the big acts on stage and uh, it's true Because there's going to be Eight counties in action In many ways The quarter-final weekend Is nearly better Than the semi-final weekend Just from the The sheer hope and optimism among a greater largesse of people um, he was saying that in improving Tyrone will relish a crack at the Kingdom while Mayo's confidence will be justly high as they bid to take down Dublin but I think in Mayo they would be they sort of are enjoying the low expectations which is different to other years and not many people expecting much so it's going to be it's going to be a very very good weekend Kerry against the Red Hand Hoers of Ulsters, or David Clifford versus Tyrone if you prefer So busy on the M1 motorway tomorrow because you've got Tyrone, you've Monaghan playing our man the second match on Saturday and I can tell you I haven't been in Monaghan this week. Huge excitement throughout the county. The flags are out. People are shy about flags in some counties. You know, you sort of see them start to emerge slowly and then there's one or two and then suddenly every gate and ditch has a white and blue flag sticking out of it, uh, but, but late in the championship for 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 people, you know, going to Croker and all sixty thousand uh, Monaghanians will be there. Uh, a, a trip to, to 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 Croker late in the championship against another Ulster team can be a bit of a a bit of a bogey. So we see we'll see what happens. Um, but anyway, and round two of the ladies football, loads of counties in action there as well. So an an exciting an exciting weekend overall in store for for lots and lots of people. Uh, music wise, Green Chatton. His new album is out today, Chaos for the Fly. We mentioned it here last week. Um, He's the lead singer of Fontaine's DC. Uh, The band with all the excitement around them. Uh, The Dublin band, he's out of scaries and there's fellas in the band from Mayo and Monaghan and everywhere. So his first solo album, Chaos for the Fly, uh, is out today. Uh, If you're heading towards HMV, which is opening its doors again in Dublin this morning on Henry Street for the first time in years and years and years. Uh, So nostalgia and things are in the air. 51551, that's our text number. Now, there hasn't been a lot of talk about Love Island as much as there has been but it is in the papers uh, th- this morning and there are lots of kind of Language terms and vocabulary that emerges from the show every year. I've come to terms with body count. Is the is the term the first time I heard it this summer? Which you know, kind of younger people are rolling their eyes and going, "Did you not know what body count is?" That's what the Love Island contestant comes in and says. You know, what's the what's the the number of people I think they've slept with? Is that roughly what it is? Yeah, that's it. That's your body count. And personal best is something else entirely. You could take a guess, but um, you know, it's 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 too early in the morning to get into that. But uh, the other term, safer territory, refers is what do women. mean when they say they're a girl's girl so this has become a kind of phenomenon out of Love Island on the ITV late night show uh, the women in, on the show are kind of talking about is she a girl's girl or, or what is going on because as this summer's Love Island began fans of the show declared that Molly Marsh could never be a girl's girl in the first few weeks Marsh who was dumped from the show last week was seen chatting up a male contestant who was linked to the Irish contestant um, Catherine which is very much not girl's girl behaviour. Now we know what, what a man's man is. OK, you know, Liam Neeson, basically, at the top of the chain of the man's man. You know, he's man's man. A girl's girl, uh, the Independent, the Irish independence tells us this morning, a girl's girl is someone who stays loyal to the other girls. She looks out for her female friend before and ahead of a man or any romantic relation of any source. They say here, think bros before hoes or the bro code for the girlies. Classic examples would be Charlotte York from Sex and the City or Leslie Nope with the Anne Perkins Leslie Nope, Friendship from Parks and Recreation The Women Who Gifted the World Galentine's Day were all the gals. It's kind of like a, a women's Christmas isn't it? In sort of Love Island terms. Here's the origins of um, what's going on in Love Island how this girl's girl terminology is being used. Okay so um, etymologists pay, pay note to this because what happened here is you know Whitney she brought Zachariah on a date while he was coupled up with a former Love Islander who returned to the 2020 series Katie McDermott and anyway on a return to the villa Whitney was her telling the girls I'd be lying if I said there wasn't chemistry it was a vibe I'm not going to front so here's the clip Katie has just walked away for a conversation with Taylor about the sitch it's such a weird situation. Yeah, no way. Come here. Like, I don't even care. I know, it's I know. just I feel like Whitney needs to pull you for a I she and, you know. and she's actually being smug about it. It's making me feel awkward. I fully get you, cos coming in as a bombshell is hard, cos you're trying to make friends with the girls, you're trying to settle in. I feel like this one is on her to pull you and just be like... Katie if she's a like you know girl's girl, what girl which she girl? says she is which and just be honest <gasps> about how it went and you two need to be able to chat because if anything gets lost in translation it's got to be honest whether you're a girl's girl or not are you a girl's girl 51551 that's the text number actually we might as well go straight to my uh, Dolly Parton story where did I put Dolly Parton she's in the news today oh it's slightly kind of uh, nearly related to it but uh, anyway we'll come to the Dolly Parton okay is Dolly Parton a girl's girl I would have said yes we'll come to Dolly she has her answer on that in a minute uh, but 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 more importantly, she's in the news today because she says she doesn't want to be brought back as a hologram, you know, because you've had all those live shows, in inverted commas, with uh, holograms of Elvis, Michael Jackson, Tupac. They've given their fans so-called live shows even after their deaths. But Dolly Parton said, that's not for me. I don't want any artificial intelligence to keep my soul grounded on Earth once she has departed. Dolly is 77. She seemed ambivalent about living on in virtual form in the future. When asked about it at a press conference in London, I think I've got a great body of work behind. I've decided how much of that high-tech stuff I want to be involved in because I don't want to leave myself here on this earth. And so she says, I'll be around, but she doesn't want anything artificial. She said, and then she started joking, said everything about her is artificial anyway, adding that the trick to looking good at her age was good doctors, good makeup and good lighting. Uh, And you've digital versions of ABBA's younger selves, even though they're still alive, uh, singing and dancing to their big hits uh, in East London at the moment. Mick Jagger said virtual concert technology will keep them going after he's uh, dead as well and to secure the legacy the obsession of securing the legacy but more importantly um, in this press conference she was asked what it's like being a woman in the industry so do we think Dolly Parton is a girl's girl come on Dolly I look like a woman but I think like a man only because I grew up in a house full of brothers my dad and my uncles love men love men but I never feel out of place sometimes I'm the only woman in a whole boardroom but I always just say get past the boobs get past the everything else (laughs) everything else ah Dolly Dolly's just Dolly isn't she she's a woman out on her own um, oh, we were speaking about Egypts earlier in the week, and uh, do you remember the tourists in Italy who caused outrage in Italy because they carved their initials into the uh, into the Colosseum and posted the photographs from the back of their head, and everyone's going, "We need to name and shame thee." The Italians called out to the world, and said, "Name and shame." Well, the Telegraph across the water tells us that the tourists who carved names into the Colosseum has been revealed. The British fitness trainer. Um, he caused outrage, as we know. He was captured on film by a fellow fellow holidaymaker etching his name and that of his girlfriend's into the brick walls of the ancient Roman monument using a set of keys to carve the words "Ivan plus Haley 2023" in full view of of horrified visitors. Anyway, the footage emerged. And he has now been identified as Ivan Dimitrov. He's 27, a fitness instructor. Of course he is. With a man bun. Of course he does have one of those. Delivery drive. Originally from Bulgaria, but lives in Bristol now. And uh, the, the Telegraph, well the Telegraph, calling him a, a British person. And um, he, it came to light because he posted videos of himself doing his fitness thing online. And then people started replying, well, is that how you transform the Colosseum too? Transforming your body and so on. But the Italians have said we will find them through the normal channels of international police cooperation and there will be a trial. Whew, chills there. Institutional corruption for the Italians? No problem. Carve your names and initials, names into the Coliseum. We will find you. We will find you and we will get you. The kind of a Russell Crowe-ish thing. Um, in, in better news, better news, yes, better news, um, The thejournal.ie tells us that New Zealand has become the first country in the world to ban those little thin, flimsy plastic bags that you use for your fruit and vegetables in supermarkets, like a a complete ban across the country. Uh, The ban will extend also to plastic straws and plastic cutlery as the government there expands a campaign against single-use plastics as it started in 2019 when they banned the thicker plastic carrier bags that are used to carry shopping home. Uh, So New Zealand produces too much waste, they said. The Environment Minister said, uh, too much plastic waste, time to get rid of it. The bag ban they brought in four years ago has already prevented a billion plastic bags from being used in New Zealand and this new ban on the thin bags which comes into force on Saturday will add further reduction of 150 million bags per year. Now this already causes me a little bit of panic because I have the bags for life but there's always an occasion where you're kind of unplanned trip to a supermarket and then you're in there going oh, oh God, what am I going to do I don't have any bags and I run to the fruit and veg tiny bags and I fill unbelievable amounts of uh, produce in those tiny little bags which you have to be careful because if you put anything with a particular hard uh, plastic edge wrapper it's going to rip it and you have to kind of run to the car. But um, those days are coming to an end. They're coming to an end via New Zealand who are always slightly ahead of what's really coming for the rest of us. Um, Now hopping back to Glastonbury for for a few seconds uh, there's an act called Billy No and uh, who is Billy Nomates? Well, she's a she's a she's a performer. Tor Marys is a real name. She's from Leicester in England. She turned thirty three in May of this year. She released her first studio album entitled Billy Nomates, and uh, she's got two albums out now. And she was performing in Glastonbury, like the Arctic Monkeys and so on. And um, she adopted her stage name after being called Billy Nomates by a complete stranger at an earlier gig. And she rose to prominence a couple of years ago. She got attention on BBC's Radio 6 Music, where the kind of music heavies decide to go and listen and they kind of judge each other and taste the music and so on. And she's described her music as no wave. But uh, but people have said no no we're putting labels on you it's indie and post punk that's who you are well why is she in the news she was receiving end of unbelievable abuse after her performance um, in Glastonbury because the reports suggest much of the criticism being posted about uh, about her online was because of the lack of a live band she sings live to backing tracks you know as you do but she um she she th- there was footage posted on BBC Radio six BBC Radio six's social media chale- channels. And everyone just kind of replied, you know, well, basically the kind of bad dads who listen to Radio 6, who are the gatekeepers of music, you know, the people who kind of consider themselves the gatekeepers. They decide uh, who's allowed to come into the community or call themselves an artist. People sitting at home as opposed to actually getting up on stage and singing like Billy Nomates is doing. Um, she got she's, the, the level of personal abuse. Um, for going to work today is insane she says I've asked for all the footage to be removed which BBC Radio 6 promptly did she says I know it's not for everyone what I do I know lots of people don't rate me but the level of personal abuse on the page is too much there will be no more shows after this summer she said um, so that, that's what happened let's have a listen to Billy Nomate's uh, Blue Bones this is called. This is a clip of this from her performance in Glastonbury There she is. That's Billy no working, working as hard as she can. Uh, she's got millions of streams on Spotify, but uh, the level of abuse is unbelievable. And uh, there, there's kind of there's a misogyny and music inquiry going on over there. And Sony Music were uh, brought this up as well and said the amount of abuse, what happened to her, shouldn't happen. And they see it feel very sad for her. Uh, but look, at, it's, it it's she's in the she's in the press today, although in bad circumstances. This could well be the making of Billion Nomates, because even you have uh, been listening to Billion Nomates' music this morning. And let's hope that ends well, because sometimes um, the 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 market the the market Marketplace, the audiences get their revenge on the people who have appointed themselves as gatekeepers of music. Now, um, to go to something entirely different, uh, it's a story that's been fascinating me all week because, and and this is the Friday, is the holy day for, for Muslims, our Muslim community in Ireland. But the, the annual Hajj pilgrimage has been happening in Saudi Arabia all this week and it's the biggest ever. Uh, the Saudi Arabian Hajj Ministry has said this year we witnessed the largest Hajj pilgrimage in history. Two and a half million Muslims have converged in the Mina Valley just outside Mecca for the annual Hajj pilgrimage. We'd all know, um, those of us of Christian faith, I suppose we would know a little bit about the, the, the trip to Mecca which is something that um, you know all Muslims are meant to do at least once in their lifetime time for those who can afford it, it says. And the costs are enormous. Just to get in there, it's a thousand dollars for Saudi residents and many thousands of dollars for the foreign packages to get in uh, to the place between your airfare, the living expenses and the transportation by bus and trains. And a lot of poor and middle class Muslims say for years and years to attend the Hajj. It's something they feel they have to do and they do it for particular purposes and so on. So a million people went there last year. This year, uh, two and a half million people. The the temperatures are forty five degrees, and I'm looking at a picture in the Irish Daily Star, and they're just astonishing when you see the volume of people gathering, and they circle the um, the vast complex outside the city of Mecca and they, they walk around the, the, the cube uh, known as the Kaaba which is said to contain um, you know the, the, the God I suppose God himself in there and it is mostly men women are allowed to go but they can't travel alone unless they're over the age of 45 if they're under that they have to come with their, their guardian or a written permission from, um, from their husband essentially uh, Pilgrims it says here in the star huddled under umbrellas dowsing themselves with bottled water mobiles were too hot to hold and um, devices shut down after only a few minutes of use because the intense heat will do that it's astonishing Um, Muslims dressed in white robes seeking to purge their sins and they join believers from around the world to affirm the unity of the faith they follow the 18 kilometer route in this heat and rituals laid down um, in 632 AD by the Prophet Muhammad 632 AD so you know it it, it reminds us that the, the, the faith of Islam is quite a young faith in the scheme of things and it is the Hajj is the world's largest multinational multi-ethnic pilgrimage each country is given a quota based on the size of his Muslim community because obviously there's such a clamour to get in and after you go if you're a man you get a new prefix to your name like a kind of a mister so uh, you know a Haji Oliver Callan you get to put onto your name in your in your correspondence Saudi Arabia earns 10 to 15 billion a year from the Hajj and uh, it's estimated spending on pilgrimage could generate 150 billion in income and up to 100,000 permanent jobs. It's just an alternative thing that's uh, that's happening and it goes on all week. And the various rituals, including the ceremonial stoning of the devil. I think it's a, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating story. Um, what else is happening Around the place today um, Jumping back to celebrity news <laughs> Sort of a, a serious sandwich In the middle of all that um, And this is kind of the thing We've been talking a lot about this week With Lewis Capaldi who struggled with his voice In Glastonbury And he's announced another break um, from from live performances. Madonna was unwell with the stresses and strains. Celine Dion is unwell as well and people are stepping back and Taryn, the Rocketman star Taron Edgerton, is the latest to announce a break from addictive social media. Tom Holland, the Spider-Man has also said he's taking a break from it. And he's saying I feel a bit removed from myself. He's taking a break. He says it's addictive. It's hard to take a break from. Uh, especially when there's lots of news And you kind of end up stuck on it He's 33 years of old He says the amount of time He spends scrolling on his phone Is eroding his ability To seek out the company Of the people that I love And he posted What he's kind of calling His last statement on Instagram uh, Three million followers there The temptation to keep that going Because it's a little industry for him I going to take a break From social media Until he gets his head right And uh, I'm not even sure He says why I'm making A big declaration about it I think it's hard to break away From the cycle It's grown a bit addictive And he's making a commitment To himself um, now elsewhere Tom Hardy a lot of fans of Tom Hardy I would say girls girls they would be fans of Tom Hardy wouldn't they and they would protect well, well of course the girl the other girl in life would be would come ahead of Tom Hardy isn't that it yeah that's the definition Tom Hardy is back doing his um, you know he kind of does that hulking I'm a tough man but I'm also a big softy thing yeah well he's going on CBBS bedtime stories on BBC um, he's releasing a brand new story for the kiddies in July yeah for the kiddies more yeah it's for the for the, girl, girl, the girl's girl mammies um, 70. Well he's marking 75 years of the NHS in the UK returning to screens with a brand new story to settle the nation's children's sleep and then he's going to do he's going to read Zog and the Flying Doctors um, and we won't go into what that story is but it's just Tom Hardy doing CBeebies bedtime half past six on CBBS and all that crack and uh, we're actually kind of wondering um, the girls the girls' girls upstairs we're wondering who's the kind of girls' girls we can you know select as our Friday bot this morning and J-Lo Definitely, definitely Friday Bop credentials. But is she a girls girl? I mean, she's no Dolly Parton. She is no Dolly Parton. 51551 is our text number. Have your say. And from the north, Text Studio in the message to 80889. Here is JLo to get us bopping on this Friday morning. Good day to you all. <gasps> That's that's J-Lo there Very much the Latinas Girls girl Is that fair to say? Yes that's a good Oh that's a summer bob 1999 Is that when you said It came out J-Lo Wow That has aged very, very well Um, 51551 That's our text number The texts are coming in On uh, all sorts of topics We're going to hop between them all Uh, Oliver, two things The Mayo curse is gone Also no mention of The six Camogie matches Happening this weekend Indeed there's war down in Cork Isn't it? Because they've scheduled The Camogie fixtures Up against the ladies football fixtures And you have some Dual code players Having to decide Between the two Clare and Cork um, In Cusa Park and Ennis You've got down and Galway That's the group one It's still early enough stages In the Camogie Kilkenny versus Tip Dublin, Wexford you <laughs> Waterford, Antrim, Offaly and Limerick. Um, the, the Glen Dimplex All-Ireland Camogie Championship. So that is, a, it is a happen. It's a hoppin weekend. Um, on the shopping situation, the plastic bags being banned in New Zealand for the fruit and vegetables. A little tip, use Carber boxes for shopping if you've no bag with you. They work a treat and they're usually lying around in the supermarket. Yes, I try to do this all the time, but it's not, I always find down the country they're more available than they are in the kind of the bigger supermarkets in Dublin because obviously it's just much busier. O'Gorman's and Carrickmacross will always give you a cardboard box to bring your stuff home for example and you won't be rooting around for fruit and veg bags and all that Uh, and stuff I didn't know from the texters uh, always educating me on this show Rwanda outright banned the use of plastic bags in 2008 it's a bit ago there is a notice on Visit Rwanda for tourists which say please refrain from bringing any plastic bags to Rwanda banned by law Since 2008, since plastic bags, uh, any plastic bags in your luggage will be confiscated at the airport or other points of entry. And that's a fascinating one. And another text says, uh, plastic bags, they've been banned in Kenya for many, many years. Passengers arriving by air are even asked to leave their plastic bags on board as they would be confiscated upon arrival. Same thing in Rwanda. uh, Just remind us, says Isabel Pronzinski, who's texting us from Nairobi, of all places. Fascinating, amazing stuff. Uh, Swans and Nace. We'll give you the cardboard box to bring home your shopping as well. That's the text in there on the plastic bags. Thanks for the tip about Billy Nomates. i I never heard about her before but I've just decided to follow her on Spotify, says Sean. You see, this could be the making of her when people discover uh, why aren't are, are all these weird dads on uh, BBC Radio 6 being so nasty about it. Um, Love Island. OK, Love Island should be called Fake Island. The girls have false boobs, false eyelashes, false hair, etc. They don't need all this as they are lovely as they are. Says Jane, who said, by the way, I'm a girl's girl. I like what you're saying, Jane. But at the same time, Love Island does feel like it's kind of... The women are getting the revenge for all the previous reality TV series that have kind of happened and exploited them. I feel in a way, you know, we'll find out because there will be a college course on Love Island at some stage. There's no doubt because it's college courses and everything. Uh, In Cork in the early 60s, there was a man called Haji Bey. He was a confectioner. He had his name because... As we've now learned he visited Mecca says Frank uh, Golden and um, uh, Jack says there's a fancy Irish brand of Turkish delight called Haji Bays Oh is that really okay so I'm learning all sorts of things about the world today. Actually, I need to give this a mention uh, because if you're in around Dublin this July, there's a really interesting photography exhibition on the City Assembly House. It's on South William Street there in Dublin. It's called Wind Up. And this is a lifetime retrospective of acclaimed photographer Susan Wood and all her work featuring some of the most famous faces of the 20th century across seven decades. And the images were gathered from Susan Wood's extensive archive Taken from what's been described as versatile life behind the camera lens, so you'll find all the actors, the big names, artists, musicians, politicians, models, authors—all those from from the kind of golden age and era. She's American-based, but she's strong Irish connections. And the exhibition is called "Wind Up." It's well worth a visit. It's going to run until nearly the end of July. There, City Assembly House, South William Street, in Dublin. So please enjoy that. And we are speaking of the golden ages. We're going to go to the golden age of the printing presses and the clatter and the clang and the smells, sights, and sounds of this unique era in Dublin. Um, Sort of an era That could almost Have been lost Were it not for our guests Who are coming into studio This morning um, Harry and Freddie We're going to talk to them After this break Back after these